What's up, YouTube? It's your boy, Tevin Jameer, back at it again with another episode of the Hate It or Love It podcast. And, you know, today's episode isn't really going to be much of a long episode. It's just, you know, I wanted to um, get on here and, you know, like I said, be consistent with the podcast and stuff like that. I told you all I was going to be this year. And speaking of the podcast this year, man, I got a lot planned, you know, for one thing. I am going to try to keep most of the episodes, you know, with me showing my face and stuff like that. A lot of people don't really like the audio only episodes, so I really try to only do them when like I really can't set up everything, like if something's going on and I can't set up my camera and stuff like that, or either if it kind of requires me not to show my face, like you know, some of the episodes I did at the end of last year like my favorite movies, music, and stuff like that. I mean, there is ways that I could probably work around it, but if it's more easier to just do audio only, that's just what I'm going to do. But, yeah, I'm going to try to show my face, you know, as much as I can. I know a lot of people really do not like the audio only, which is still in the same concept to me because I'm like... You know, podcasts are mostly known to be just listened to. Like, yeah, you'll have a lot of video podcasts that you can watch as long, like, as far, I mean, along with um, listening to them. But, you know, I guess people prefer to watch podcasts now. I guess that's the new thing. Um, so that's one thing. Another thing is... This year, I have a lot of stuff planned. Like, I got ideas for episodes, group episodes, and stuff like that. Some people already hit me up about wanting to do interviews for the podcast. So, you know, I got I got stuff planned. Don't worry about it. I got a lot of planned things going on. Um, besides that, you know, I always said the main thing is me trying to get my films out there. Blood Money has already been... It's already been in the second round of selections for a film festival. I, I submitted so far to like five or six different film festivals. One of them said no to the film. And the next day, like, um, I guess it's like, I guess they do like round based things. I, I, I read on the festival like description that apparently they go through like films go through like two rounds. The first round is like, you know, just to even be considered. And then the second round is like the final like round. Like after you get an update from there, you'll know if your film is going to be in the festival or not. And basically I made it to that second round. So let's hope that my film makes it. Let's hope that, you know, blood money can get out there. And of course, the more I get money, the more I'm going to submit. Like, you know, this year is all about trying to get my film out there to festivals. But we'll talk about my film later. Um, let's get to see, let's get to these topics, man. So the first topic I wanted to talk about is how 2024 started out out the gate crazy as hell. Like, I don't know what's going on in 2024, but the first thing is you got Cat Williams completely shaken up comedy and Hollywood from his interview with Shannon Sharp. Like that was a crazy interview. And probably out of every podcast I ever watched out of every podcast I like that episode alone was probably my favorite episode I've ever seen of a podcast because like that, that I love the energy that Cat Williams brung to that, to that show. Not the, not the whole him being messy thing, but 
sometimes I kind of hate like when I watch podcasts and like people get on acting so proper and not okay when I say acting so proper I don't mean like you know not like I want them to disrespect the host or nothing like that but it's like when I hear an interview or when I hear like people talk I want people to be honest I want people to give it up not saying that you got to start drama or be messy but Cat Williams what I liked about that interview even if he didn't diss anybody in the interview he is someone that you can tell stands on his morals and is someone that, you know, is going to speak honestly about whatever you ask him or whatever. Like, those are the type of podcasts and interviews that I like when people are ready to give it up. It's like, you know, this is how I feel about this. This is how I feel about that. And if people don't like it, then, you know, it is what it is. Kind of like what I do with my podcast. Like, kind of like what I do with Hater or Love It. Like, you know, me and the people I invite on, we're going to say what we have to say. You might not like it, but it's it's really just something to build dialogue on and, like, you know, something to make people interact. So that's one thing I really loved about his interview. Of course, I can't lie. You know, the, the, the disses were crazy. Everybody caught astray in that video, you know. Kanye, Kim, um, Cedric the Entertainer, um, Kevin Hart, Tyler Perry. Nobody really talked about that diss that he sent towards Tyler Perry. Um, who, who else? Steve Harvey was like one of the big ones he was dissing. Like he dissed so many people in that episode. And truth be told, I'm not going to, you know, say the list of names, especially since... Especially since I want to be in this industry, I'm not going to create bad blood and burn bridges already, but he's definitely talked about some people that I personally do not like. Like, not that I know any of these people personally, and, you know, you can say what you want about that part, but, like, there are certain people that he named and called out that I don't like and that other people really like, and I'm just like... <sighs> So I'm I'm just glad there is people in the industry that also can see the bullshit that some of the people he called out is on. So yeah, I very much um enjoyed that part of the interview. But then 2024 also was going crazy with this whole Gypsy Rose um what what I don't know her last name, but I know a lot of people just call her Gypsy Rose. Um so if you don't know about the Gypsy Rose situation, she was basically, like, when she was younger, I think they call it Manchusen syndrome or something like that. Her mom didn't want her to experience life. She wanted to coddle, you know, her and, like, really, like, she really hid Gypsy from the rest of the world. Like, telling everybody and Gypsy that she was sick, that she couldn't do a lot of things. And basically, have you ever seen Everything Everything? Imagine, imagine a more messed up version of everything everything and when gypsy started to you know realize all of her mom's lies she had this like secret boyfriend that she was dating on the internet and stuff like that and she basically got her boyfriend to kill her mom and i'm not getting monetized anytime soon so i don't mind like just saying that word but yeah she basically had her boyfriend set up the hit on her mom and 
you know, she's somewhat been seen, or not even somewhat, she has been really seen as somewhat like an influencer or a celebrity because of her story. And I just gave, I just gave like a brief summary of her story. So if you guys want to go learn more about it, you know, just look her up. Gypsy Rose, I want to say Depp, but just look her, just look her story up. You'll find it. It's all everybody is talking about right now because basically she got out this year and She's been treated like a celebrity ever since. And I think it's so crazy. Not saying that there's a wrong or right in the situation. It was definitely wild what her mom was doing. And it's definitely wild as hell that she got her boyfriend to kill her mom. When she probably could have went about it a different way. But you know what? I'm already going to catch flack for just even saying that. But like I said, look up the full story if you guys want the full story. But it's just crazy to me how like on both ends, both of them did some wild shit. And now like she got out and she is basically treated like a celebrity. Like apparently she had red carpet events already. So, you know... The entertainment world in 2024 is already going crazy. Then you got, you know, more serious things where, like, there was a video going viral of a dude, like, beating up a judge in court. Like, yo, 2024 got something in the goddamn water. Not only that, but in Florida, the state that I really want to move to so badly, allegedly there was aliens walking around the mall in Florida. And first off, aliens come to Earth. Why would their first... Well, then again, see, this This is like when I talked about aliens over the summer, uh, over last summer. Truth be told, we always suspect these things, but we really don't know anything about aliens. But, you know, from everything that we do say about aliens, my thought process is, why would they want to go to a mall? <laughs> yo, I, yo, that was, that was, you know, sometimes I tell people that I don't hear my Jersey accent, but when I just said mall just now, I can really hear the Jersey accent, but like, why would they go to a mall? Cause like the, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I know I'm rambling on right now, but the main thing I'm trying to get to is if this is how the year started. Cause one thing about me, I believe that the very beginning events in terms of life, uh, entertainment, you know, po po uh, po politics. Like, I feel like in each aspect, how the year starts is going to set the foundation for how the rest of the year is going to be. That's something that I personally believe. Like, if we get good movies out the gate, then we're going to get good movies for the rest of the year. If we see crazy events and politics happen... Let's just assume that 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 crazy stuff is going to continue throughout the year. That's the type of stuff that I believe in. And the way that 2024 started with, you know, comedians and and girls who set up their mom to get, you know, knocked off. Like if they're shaking up the entertainment industry, then it, it, I can only imagine what crazier things are going to happen for the rest of this year. Then you got people beating on judges and shit. And then like it, it, this year is just going to be a crazy one. I'm, I'm saying it right now. 
this year is going to be a crazy behind year. And even not even just everything that everybody knows, but just even personal stuff like, you know, me talking to some of my friends. I'm already like seeing and hearing crazy things going on in their lives and partly my life. Like so this year is just already off to a crazy point. It's going to be something. I'm probably going to look back at this episode and I, I'm going to look back at this episode at the end of the year and I'm probably going to be like, cause sometimes I do go back to like, look over my, my old episodes a little bit and I'm probably going to be sitting there just completely dumbfounded by the end of this year and be like, damn Tevin, like you called it this, this year was really crazy and out of pocket. So yeah, that that was basically I guess my first topic. Like 2024, it just off to a crazy start. Um, the next thing I wanted to talk about, and this is like the last actual topic that I had for today, is now y'all know I'm a big fan of rap. Y'all know I'm a big fan of films. And recently, 21 Savage first announced that he was gonna release a film coming out this summer in theaters uh, based on his life basically it's like a 21 savage biopic and he called it the american dream and then after you know revealing that it was also revealed that he was releasing an album uh based on the movie this this uh past friday and so it's not really like a soundtrack. It is like an actual album. Like he didn't go into this, like trying to use it as a soundtrack, but basically the album is somewhat to accompany the movie that he's doing somewhat like what Travis Scott did last year with, um, Circus Maximus. Like, you know, he released the Utopia album and then he had a movie to accompany the album. So basically something like that, like 21 Savage, he's releasing this album and you know, the album is very much about his life. So the movie is going to be like an accompaniment, accompaniment of that where we actually get to watch his life. So yeah, um, first I want to give my thoughts on the album. Now, 21 Savage, he has not released a solo project. Well, okay. The way that some people see 21 Savage solo projects is, you know, technically his last solo project was I am greater than I was. I think that came out in like 2018. That was his last technical solo project. But if you ask me personally, I say Savage Mode 2 was his last solo project. Because let me put it like this. People people say that's a collab project because it's all produced by Met Metro Boomin and it's, and it's 21 Savage as the main artist. Personally, me, when I see albums where it's marketed as a producer and, a al and the artist's personal album, I still see that as just the artist's album. But not saying that Metro Boomin didn't have a lot of influence on it, but if you ask me, Savage Mode 2 is just a 21 Savage album because it's basically his album. Like, if they just decided today, like, oh, let's just take Metro Boomin out of the and credits and just leave 21 there, it still would be the same damn project. It just Metro produced all of it. I hope you get what I'm saying, but, like, yeah, technically in my eyes, Savage Mode 2 was his last, um solo project but regardless of that it's been a long time since he released the solo project and i thought the album was actually pretty good and i feel like it started 2024 off well one of the things that 
a lot of rap fans and people were saying last year was that there wasn't a lot of big releases. There wasn't a lot of, you know, music that was really hidden like that. And this album, I feel like is already not saying that this soul album is like correcting how bad 2023 was as far as music, but like it's showing promise for this year. Cause you know, 21 Savage is a big artist, so he just came out the gate. He was, like, the first big artist to drop something this year, and everybody was paying attention to it. Then, not only that, not only did a big artist drop a project, like, at the very beginning of the year, but he also had a lot of good music to accompany it. A lot of people love um, that song with Travis Scott, Nina. Um, people like... Um, um, All of Me, which is basically like the first song on the album. Red Rum is already going crazy on social media. Personally, me, my favorite song on the album is Letter, Letter to My Brother. Like, that song is fire. I, like, one thing about me is this is like the older love hip-hop head in me is that the cheat code for me to like a song, play a soul sample in a background, have it be like a beat that makes people want to get introspective and just have the rapper talk some real shit. Like that's the cheat code to really make me love like songs, uh, rap songs, like let it to my brother, any Drake songs with a time and location in it is basically that formula. Um, Tory Lanez hate to say a lot of people hate that song, but I love that song. Like hate to say is like just an amazing song because like I said, soul sample and a beat that makes you just want to like go off lyrically. Like those are my favorite types of songs and rap music. So yeah, when I heard let it to my brother, like instantly, instantly I fell in love with that song. I, out of all the songs on the album, I stay replaying that one the most, um, Another song that I really loved off the album, surprisingly, was the Doja Cat song. And not that I don't like Doja Cat. I do actually think she is a very talented artist. But, like, a, a combination like 21 and Doja Cat, I, did, I never would have imagined that. Because it's not like Doja Cat doesn't rap rap sometimes. But it's like, she makes more pop rap. She, I could see her working with more of the likes of a Drake than a 21 Savage. Because 21 Savage is, like, dark drill or not really drill he he essentially does make drill mu music but you know in the south they refer to it as trap he makes more dark gritty type music while doja cat for the most part always makes more upbeat poppy you know popcorn bubblegum type music <laughs> i'm just basically roasting this shit out of her music but i'm saying all that to say like i didn't know how their styles were going to mesh and Doja Cat meshed so well with 21 Savage's sound. It is crazy. Like, I always tell, I don't, I told people back in the day that I, well, not really back in the day, but I do remember at one point I had a conversation with one of my friends and I was saying like Doja Cat to me is almost like a female Drake. Like she could really do it all, but you know, she's going to stick to more of her pop lane and you know, she's going to stick to what's been working for her so far. Kind of like what Drake be doing, but yeah, if anything, this song just kind of showed me that if if Doja Cat wanted to make more darker sounding music or make songs that wasn't so lighthearted and bubblegum, like, she could do it. Like, yeah, this, this song was really good. So that's another one I'm banging. Um, 
I think the last song on the album was called Red Sky, which was another great song. And when I tell people that I, I get annoyed with a lot of gangster rappers because they just push more negativity and more negativity, 21 Savage is the example of what I want to see in more gangster rappers. Like, because don't get me wrong. Like I said, I don't care if you put out like a bunch of like savage songs, cause that's what you're known for. Like if you're putting out that drill music and savage songs, like fill a little bit of your album up with that, but also be introspective and be real about like the trauma that being in that life gave you. And that's what I love about 21 Savage's album. He's one of those gangster rappers where he is going to put out those hard hitting bangers like red rum. And I can appreciate it because I know that's not what the whole album is about. Cause he ends the album by basically saying like, I know I've been in the streets. I know that's what y'all like to hear, but he was telling like all the young guys that listen to his music, like stay in school. I know it sounds corny, but trust me, you don't want this trauma that me and my people had. Like that's the type of gangster rap that I like, you know, show like you can make your bangers but at the same time be real with you know the people that's listening to you so that's what i loved about this album like is he really did encapsulate a lot of his life story and it's not like the album is like narrated and like is told in sequence or whatever that the sequencing is actually my only gripe with the album but for the most part he is still giving you his life story and he is still being real with you about like his experiences so i very much love that about this album but like i said as far as the negatives the only negative that i really had with this album is the sequencing like i said the very first half of the album is straight like bangers your trap songs your more darker songs the middle you do get a little bit of introspection and then somewhere along the way it just becomes a compilation of love songs and they weren't bad love songs don't get me wrong they weren't bad but when you put when you put all your gangster hard-hitting songs a little bit of introspection and then just straight three to four love songs. It just, I don't know, man. You could have you could have sequenced it a little bit better. Because it's not like any of the songs were bad. But it's just like, you kind of lose momentum. Like, you start out the gate with, like, hard-hitting songs. And then you get introspective. And you can still be a little hard-hitting with that. But then you get, like, romantic vibes for, like, three to four songs. And it just really slows the album down. But it, but... I will say at least the last few songs did pick it up. Red Sky and Dark Days where he does get more introspective again. So if anything, what I would suggest is just, or not really suggest, he's not going to hear this, but like what I would say would have been better is if you, you know, you scattered it a little bit better, like maybe two hard hitting songs, an introspective song, love song, and then you, you know, put another hard hitting song, like just something like that. Put it in a way where like it, the album doesn't necessarily lose momentum. You might take a little break from the craziness, but we know that we're going to get right back on track. So yeah. Um, if I had to rate this album out of 10, like I said, man, it's like the love songs being stuffed at one part in the album and slowing down the album really killed the vibe a little bit for me. It just, I, I still got to give it credit because they were at least good love songs. So I would give the album an 8.5 out of 10. Like, don't expect any crazy lyricism or anything on this album, but do expect a very good album by 21 Savage. If you ask me, 
besides Savage Mode 2, this might actually be my favorite project from him. And it's one that, you know, for me, 21 Savage makes a lot of good music, but I don't go back to listen to full projects from him. Like, I'll go back and listen to songs individually, but not full projects. But this is the one album where I can see myself listening to this full project from beginning to end all over again. So who knows? A lot of these songs might still make my end of the year list. So we'll just see when that time comes. But yeah, if you guys listen to the 21 Savage album, let me know down below. What did you think of it? And, you know, um, you know how y'all feel about the album. But before I move on, the other thing I wanted to talk about with this damn movie because as as much of a 21 Savage fan I am, am this movie looks like it's about to be complete dog shit. Because my thing is... <sighs> Alright, so when it comes to biopics, me and my friends talk about this topic a lot. Um, and I say that some of my favorite biopics are ones like 8 Mile, of course, everybody loves that one. Straight Outta Compton unpopular opinion but the notorious movie like when it comes to biopics sometimes like for okay let me actually like go one by one with this first why did he pick donald glover to play his older self and i have no problem with donald glover i'm actually a fan of donald glover i love his music i mean i didn't like atlanta as it was going on but i still had a great appreciation for atlanta donald glover slash childish gambino is like one of the greatest entertainers of our generation in my opinion maybe even of all time but man i cannot see him playing 21 savage like i just can't see him playing a gangster like that's the thing i really just can't get and then even even when the poster was just first revealed i was like Donald Glover doesn't sound anything like 21 Savage. And then at the end of the trailer, when you hear him, like, impersonate 21 Savage, it just did not sound right. What what I'm hoping is, because, you know, even though I can't see him playing a gangster, even though it's coming off real goofy, like him playing 21 Savage, we know that he's a good actor. So what I'm hoping is that maybe the trailer looks like shit, but then once the movie actually comes out, then, you know then, you know, he'll actually be a good actor in it. Because he is a good actor. So maybe that is a reason why 21 picked him. And also, they do work together a lot. So I don't know, man. I, I just don't see why. I feel like he really could have skated with Caleb McLaughlin. I think that's how you say his name. I feel like he could have been fine playing older and younger 21 Savage. Like, they could have easily, like, done things to make him look older. Kind of like what Woody McClain did in the Bobby Brown story. How, like... At the beginning, he was playing young Bobby Brown, but as he got older, like, they did, like, little makeup things to make him look older. Like, I feel like they could have did something like that with Callum McLaughlin and, and just had him play 21. The other thing that bothers me, and this is why I also brought up, like, other biopics, is they also do not look anything like 21 Savage. They don't. And for me, when it comes to biopics, sometimes the people doesn't necessarily have to look like the person they're playing, just embody their spirit and like who they are as a person. And in my opinion, there were some actors in Straight Outta Compton that literally doesn't look anything like the NWA members. But for the most part, like Jason Mitchell, actually, he's a good example. I don't really think he looks like Easy e at all, like in the face. I don't think he looks like Easy E. Of course, they did as much as they could, like makeup and prosthetics wise, to make him look more like Easy E. But like, I didn't think he really looked like him that much. But he embodied Easy's like 
you know, spirit. Like it did feel like we were literally watching Easy E when we were watching that movie. So I'm really hoping that that's going to be the case with this movie. Like we might not necessarily, they might not necessarily look like them, but maybe they can embody 21 Savage. And you know, with other biopics like Notorious and Straight Outta Compton, you know, I wasn't around that time. Like, you know, I wasn't born, so I can only go off of, you know, videos and stuff that I see. And then even like my brother's telling me like, how it was watching these artists, but 21 Savage is now an interesting case because I have seen his story. I basically am in the generation of people that has seen him rise in the ranks and like, you know, we have watched his story. So this is going to be interesting because for the first time, I'm actually about to see a biopic about someone that I can personally say like, I know how his how the story of his life went. Not that on a personal level, but like you know how like fans will go out to watch their favorite artist biopic and like they know their favorite artist story and they can call what's fake and what's real. Like that's basically what I'm saying with this movie. Like this is going to be the first biopic I've ever seen where I actually seen the events and I know what's actually about to play out. So yeah, this movie is going to be very interesting. I I'm not gonna lie. The movie definitely was given off like a more high budget Tubi vibe. I really hope the movie is better than that, but it just gives off that vibe. Like I'm really hoping for the best, especially with me being a fan of Donald Glover and me being a fan of 21 Savage. I like to hope that, you know, this movie is in good hands, but I guess we're gonna have to wait and see when the movie comes out because we can see as many trailers as we want a lot of the internet a lot of the internet still can't take donald clover that seriously as 21 savage so i guess we're just gonna have to wait until the movie to see like can he really embody this guy that well so yeah um that's that's it as far as the 21 savage uh topics and actually that's it as far as like the actual tap topics that i have for today but some things i wanted to talk to y'all about like i've been saying a lot um I still plan on making more vlogs this year. That's another way for me to stay consistent and just releasing vlogs. I'm going to try not to, you know, skip on the podcast if I make vlogs. If I do make a vlog, I'm going to try to put out the podcast and the vlog that very week. Um, also, my gaming channel, Tevin Jameer Gaming. Uh, if you guys... If you guys have been longtime fans of mine and you guys like my gaming content from back in the day, go subscribe to that channel because, yeah, that channel is strictly just for gaming. Like I said before, this one I basically only made for real life content. So that channel is going to be straight gaming. If I'm not uploading a podcast episode, if I'm not uploading um, a vlog, then most likely I have uploaded like a game video on that channel. So go subscribe to that. Go check that one out. I also did recently put out a video on that channel talking about um, my old game collection and how I want to do how I want to do um, a walkthrough for like either a PS2 or PS3 game. So if you guys are fans of old games, if you guys are fans of my gaming videos, then go check that channel out. Comment down below. Let me know what game you guys want me to, uh, do a walkthrough of. And then 
back to the vlogs one event that has kind of been taking up my time but then also is something i am planning on vlogging is my uh film screening so i think i said it before that my friend seth i did a vlog of us you know behind the scenes working on his film you guys know my film blood money because we finished our films around the same time I thought it would be a good idea for us to have like our own private screening for like close friends and family to um, see the movie because basically, like I said before, festivals are first priority. So we really can't release the films until after the festival runs. But, you know, that's a lot of waiting for people. So I said, you know, what? let's make an event to like these people close to us can have already seen the film and they don't have to wait until like, you know, the summer when most likely we're going to release it. So yeah, I'm definitely going to, um, vlog that I want y'all to see it, not the movie, but I'm going to like, see like how the event went. We also want it to be like a, a networking event as well. So like I already invited a lot of my friends that does rap. Um, that's also in the film. So like, you know, we're going to have a good mixture of people there, and I want to take y'all along because I want to show y'all more of me, more of my life and stuff like that. And the last thing I wanted to show you guys, and this is the final thing for the video, is I'm probably going to put it... Oh, wait, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at my screen. It's reversed, but I'm probably going to put it somewhere right here. The poster for blood money. I revealed it um, a few weeks ago on my Instagram. If you guys don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Tevin.Jameer, basically um, my YouTube name. But yeah, um, I revealed it like last week or either, it was either last week or two weeks ago. I revealed it on my page. But now today, since I'm finally making this uh, vlog episode, I wanted to give y'all a chance to look at the poster. And yeah, this... Um, I went for more of a simple type of poster. I didn't want to like put anything crazy because the movie has a twist in it. There's a big twist in the movie and it it's very much relying on that twist. So I'm only trying to show minimal things with this movie. So I went with a very minimal poster. And besides, like a lot of horror posters are very minimal. So I felt like this just kind of fit the vibe well with the movie. But yeah, um, if you guys think the poster is fire, if you think it look like shit, I mean, say whatever you got to say about it. But I don't know what, what side. Yeah, this side. Yeah. Um, let me know what you feel about the movie. I mean, not the movie, but let me know how you feel about the poster. And yeah, that's about it. Man, it's gl I'm glad to be back. Um, I still got to get my whole set up because I still have my desk set up like how it was when I was editing the movie. I got to clean this desk up. So you know, it's not all cluttered. I wish y'all could see what it looks like. But yeah, um, it's good to be back. Like I said, more vlogs, more podcast episodes, a lot of great ideas. The film, just 2024 about to go crazy if you guys are a fan of me. And, you know, thank you for everybody that actually watches and listens and, you know, whatever with the podcast. And just actually anybody that just rocks with my work, just thank you guys for um still being here because we're going on two years of me doing this podcast so yeah it's definitely about to get crazy this year and i definitely have a lot of big ideas for this but yeah with all that being said tevin jameer signing out catch y'all in the next one